Hello, welcome to my podcast. I'm Jody Kozan, and I have been blogging for many years at jodykozan.com. If you haven't met me, I live here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, born and raised in Minnesota, and married a Canadian, and here I am, mother of four girls, a few sons-in-laws, a few grandbabies in the mix, and I am passionate about the topic of restoration, heart family world. So be patient with me. I'm whole new at this whole podcasting world, but I'm going to give it a go. This episode is called Shining Light in the Darkness. Although I wrote a blog and I'm uh, podcasting here for the first time on Halloween 2021, I know that so many of us are trying to discern, you know, what are these navigating these times that we're living in? understanding, um, you know, spirituality, um, faith, religion, all of that can be very confusing when we live in a world with various opinions. And so I come at this blog from, again, my own personal experience, but um, I I come there rooted in Judeo-Christian perspective on seeing restoration, what we can and are able to experience on this side of heaven and what is the ultimate restoration of of all mankind and the world through the word of God. So bringing it back down to this topic of shining light in the darkness. You know, when I light a candle, I am reminded that amidst all of the darkness or gray days in life, we can reach out to the light of the world. Not just one of the many metaphors out there, but, you know, the bread of life, the vine, the good shepherd, you know, the Bible refers to Jesus as the light. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. Boom, that's profound. When it comes to the light our soul longs for, it, it's also key to know which light we're following or exposed to. There's a counterfeit light that lies, deceives, masquerades as an angel of light. If you just look up 2 Corinthians 11, 14, in its many forms, this angel of light, light of the world. What does it mean to shine light in the darkness? Okay, I am no expert here in the realm of the dark side, like Satanism, demonology, or the occult, but but I do have my own personal experiences over 51 years, and I've also walked closely with others on their journey of faith. Do you find yourself or others in, a, in your world dismissing the supernatural realm, thinking it is non-existent, or the other extreme, thinking all spirits can be trusted? I know from personal experience that this is not so, my friend. I have met many over well, 25 years who have been delivered or released from oppression, so my convictions run pretty deep. Last week, I listened to another life story from a former Wiccan, Jenny Weaver. I believe she lives in Florida. Listen to her story on YouTube, or you can find her on Instagram at Jenny Weaver Worships. A powerful testimony of deliverance from this world changer. Listening to her story reminded me how important it is for one's personal story when it comes to the area of light and darkness. Are we walking in the light? Are we walking in darkness? 
And regarding the light, do we know which light we're following? You know, I was stirred in my soul of the importance for us to understand that God wants us to discern or distinguish the spirits so we're not deceived. 1 Corinthians 12, 9-11 talks about how the Holy Spirit gives God's children gifts to bring truth, light, and love into this world. And if you didn't realize that, if you look up that passage in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about um, discerning the spirits as one of the, the many spiritual gifts that he gives us. Thank you, Lord. Jenny mentioned a verse in her um, presentation that's on YouTube. It just rocked my world also back in the 90s as well. And it comes from Ephesians 5.11 that says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. I'll blog about that day, I'm sure, as to my own brush with evil and the various tools of the enemy that I have found great joy exposing, along with some lessons learned of, I guess, of my, my obedience. For example, I guess back in the 90s, I was probably around 27, 28, where I stood up against the selling, the use, and the celebration of occultic practices like the Ouija board, which I personally had experience with in my preteen years. You know, there should be no taboo topic in our families or our relationships. Uh, our souls, our souls were created to walk in the light of God. But if we don't have safe places or good resources to bring topics like spiritual warfare or discerning the, dirty, discerning the spirit, spirituality, religion, we will live in confusion, isolation, or simply be naive. This morning, as I sit with my coffee and ponder the topic of shining light in the darkness while writing, I was reminded of a sweet memory by looking at some photos of this mother-daughter retreat I spoke at in 2014 with one of our four daughters, Jacqueline, at Camp Kadish here in Saskatchewan. I spoke and I asked her to co-lead with me in worship throughout the weekend and an added bonus of adding Jacqueline to the mix was the creativity that she'd bring to make this such a fun weekend for us all. She's very creative, and so we worked together to incorporate some artistic expressions with the group for the weekend. And on one session, I ended up uh, ending the talk, sharing about how we were all called to be a flourishing tree, and it just happened to be the key verse um, that Women's Journey of Faith, one of the uh, charities that I helped found back in the day, that we chose for women's conference later that month, which was a God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. So we, we had each mom and daughter come up and we'd paint each of their hands together and they placed their little green or brown or tan um, hands representing the leaves on this tree or this trunk as a symbol of that message. A second fun activity was carving pumpkins and having each one of the staff read aloud the Pumpkin Patch Parable by Liz Curtis Higgs. And on my blog, I featured some pictures of that fun retreat time. Getting back to Jenny's story and her, her testimony, you know, listening to her story, I may not hold as strong convictions as Jenny in her video and her understanding of the, dark, the darkness or Halloween, but I, I can't argue with her story. I respect her voice and what she conveyed in her hour-long video and the warnings that she was sharing with us and with the world. I, I did grow up celebrating Halloween 
I loved in the 70s and 80s, I'd dress up and get candy. I mean, who doesn't love that? Sure, there were times in my young parenting lives when I married Tim, moved up to Saskatchewan and had a girls and where we, we practiced Halloween. And then there's a few years we didn't practice Halloween and we did some other alternative things with our kids in the church for a few years. And you know, it was tough to escape the, the tension, I guess, the controversies that often uh, follow with families and faith communities. Like, do you practice? Do you not? Is it just all fun and games? Or you know, do you get into the dark, scary stuff? I mean, I, again, I love to dress up costumes, bring it on any day, not just during this time of year. But so I could see the conflict for families and friends that we're hanging out with in the schools. They started to call it Black and Orange Day on October 31st. Yeah. But the intent, as Jenny was getting at in, in her story, she educated us with the history of where, it, where Halloween all began. And, and then, of course, some faith communities and introduced the All Saints Day and it was very interesting learning that darker story behind Halloween, as Jenny Weaver highlights. It's important for us to understand and address that and look into it. And I'm not just talking for Halloween. I'm talking as a, a talking point of shining light in the darkness. Because evil is real. By dismissing it, we ignore in some ways that the reality that true evil does exist. There is such a thing as Satan, demons, demonic forces, witchcraft in all its forms. It's real. Demonic interference with people, places, systems is real. And sin is real. Oppression by sin is one level, <clears throat> be it my own sin or the sin of others. Spiritual oppression or demonic oppression is another level. And full-blown possession is quite another level. And from my experience working with people over 25 years in ministry, I have personally met people in various streams. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I created this spectrum for understanding biblical light in darkness. And this is coming from, again, my own perspective. I graduated with my master's in Christian ministry Oh, during this pandemic, which was incredible that I got through it, but it's uh, just very fulfilling that I plugged away at that as I raised my girls <clears throat> and launched these two charities over the last 20 years. But I've just kind of reflected on this about all the different people that I've met and all the different perspectives and faith perspectives or no faith perspectives, different religions, different experiences in life and so I don't mean to minimize or put people in boxes, but I'm just saying there's just been a, a spectrum, I guess, of different perspectives. So bear with me. I guess the first category would be <clears throat> people who are indifferent to the whole, you know, spirit, supernatural realm. They have a sense there's something out there, you know, good and evil, but they don't give the light or the dark the time of day. The next uh, stream would be people who are more than paralyzed by fear of the evil realm and they're just way too afraid to address it, to get help, and they are deceived into thinking they can't come out from it, like there's no way out, or, or they just accept that this is the way to live. They normalize this crippling, life-choking fear in and of themselves and others. And I might add there that sometimes there's an addiction to fear. The next stream might be people who want to walk in the light, 
but sadly are over consumed with the demonic realm or the evil realm, reading too much about it, focusing on it, trying to figure it out, and they end up entertaining spirits and playing with the hot stove, so to speak, trying to find a demon behind every rock, blaming all wrongdoing on demonic activity, rather than maybe taking personal responsibility with your own human error or others, at, and that those things are at play in simply living in a fallen world. There's another stream of people who might just, just dismiss the supernatural realm. They'll ignore it, they'll laugh it off, completely denying that Satan, demons, and the supernatural realm in general doesn't even exist, often assuming that the only answer is well, probably hallucinations or mental illness alone. Or that other stream, I guess, of the waves, I would like to say is a, a bit more positive, which... You know, we got to see some answers here because hello, look at this world. There's, if, if you haven't entertained the, the, the notion that we live in a supernatural realm and there is foundation, foundational scriptural, spiritual um, truths that can address this, then I invite you to consider these other streams. So you might be a, a believer in Christ or someone who's sitting on the fence or yet to proclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior on your own journey. You know, you, you, those individuals might be experiencing some general oppression uh, for weeks, months, years. Um, but I know people, they found relief and freedom from that oppression. They did so through faith in utilizing various spiritual disciplines like prayer, fasting, um, God's word, worshiping, or deliverance ministry, that presence was lifted off their soul, bringing the true light to their whole being, spirit, soul, and body. There's another stream of people who really, truly had miraculous testimonies of deliverance from demonic possession. They often report being a being or a, or a presence slithering out of their body or their mouth or a throat during this process of deliverance. They're welcomed by the light of the world, Jesus Christ, who gently enters into their lives when prayed over and confessing his name out loud, Jesus. I have found that both streams of people notice directly that those two above come to have a healthy understanding of the supernatural realm according to the Bible. They learn to put their faith and trust in Jesus and focus on his light and not the darkness. Or maybe you might be one of those people, um, as I mentioned in my blog, who love God, his word, and they don't have any direct experience with the demonic realm that they're aware of, and, and they have a healthy understanding of this topic and take God at his word. Um, they believe people and they help find support for them when they share their own story of evil activity in their lives, be it experiences or their thought life or haunting dreams. They don't completely discount the supernatural realm and they provide appropriate resources or referrals to trusted individuals, professionals, counselors, or ministry leaders for practical, genuine help if they aren't equipped and called to do so. Which is the majority of us, hey? So, so many of us aren't equipped. Uh, we're not exorcists or into deliverance ministries. But I believe we're all called to be educated in discern the times and whether or not uh, I've encapsulated all the different streams out there, I just wanted to recognize that those first three streams is exactly, in my perspective, 
where the evil one would want humanity to be. Confused, tormented, spiritually blinded, or living life without the access to the power of God. And the last three streams that I mentioned have a foundation of faith to find freedom in Christ in the power of God's Holy Spirit. More on that later. So which stream do you relate to? I guess I wanted to bring, highlight that here in this topic of shining light in the darkness. Okay, a little disclaimer. I am an advocate for mental wellness And I believe in a collaborative effort between one's creator, the Holy Spirit, a trusted spiritual mentor, a leader equipped to walk alongside people in areas of oppression and possession. And there's the medical and psychological assistance that's needed or where appropriate. So just so you know, I'm balanced in that area. Because sometimes it is. Um not spiritual, but we need to rule out some of those things and work collaboratively together. But to dismiss that the supernatural and the spiritual doesn't play a component in, in all of that we see in this world, to me, is hiding under a rock. For now, I want to walk in the opposite spirit on this day, October 31st, 2021, as this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's from Psalm 118, 24. Ooh, that's a good one to just say over yourself any day. Costumes or no costumes, candy or no candy, jack-o'-lantern or no pumpkins on your doorstep. I just felt led to share this post to, in this podcast to encourage you, the reader, the listener, to pray for truth to arise in our culture, for the light of the world, Jesus, to manifest more and more in God's people. And may we seek out the light in this world to shine in and through us as he's created each man, woman, and child to be a vessel for his light to shine forth. I want to leave you with this, uh, I guess, encouragement to read or reread the classic children's book written by sister in ministry, Liz Curtis Higgs, And she, I believe this book has been in print over 20, 25 years as well. It's called The Pumpkin Patch Parable, which I would read to my girls when they were little. And it's still on my fireplace mantle as I decorated for fall this last month. I cherish the message as it holds. When when I was a young mama and I was looking for some answers and it just gave me greater peace. And she just went through the analogy of, you know, carving a pumpkin and symbolizing what that means to just scoop out the goop and carve out the eyes and, and the face and, and putting that beautiful radiant candle in there and shining that light out in, in the dark spaces of our world. And, and she added scripture just to support all of that. And, you know, I cherished that message then as a young mama, and I cherish it now today as a grandmama in my 50s, as I hide these truths in my heart. I love what this book teaches and symbolizes through this parable. So if you haven't ever read the book, I've plugged in um, a read-aloud story time with Nana on my blog, jodycozan.com. You can also purchase it on Liz Curtis Higgs' website, it's a classic. I encourage you to get it for yourself or for if you have got some little ones in your life. It's, it's really a classic book for people of all ages. 
And I highlighted some of the, the passages that she talks about in there, about uh, God being the vine and the gardener, um, plugged in all those scriptures about being a light and open the eyes of your heart, uh, being made in his being made in God's image, being made new. So check that out, the pumpkin patch parable. And yeah, just in closing, just feel free to write me and share your own story with light and dark for prayer support, or maybe you want some recommendations on some of these resources on this topic for you or, the, or some loved ones. Because believe you me, I've seen plenty over the last 25 years, and some are amazing, and some are wonky, and I can recommend what I have found helpful over the years. Um, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And I will, yeah, just wanted to encourage you to keep keep praying, Restoration Heart Family World, as you've been created for a purpose. And just am thankful that you've joined me on this journey.